Hello and welcome to the latest This is the Music Meets podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Birmingham's The Assist, one of the most exciting bands around on the new music scene. Over the course of today's podcast, we're going to talk about the band's debut album Council Pop, their upcoming three-date tour, supporting indie legends The Rifles and their new acoustic album, or EP I should say, Council Pop Unplugged. Mikey, Thanks very much for coming on the This Is The Music Meets podcast. How are you doing today? Not a problem at all, mate. I'm, I'm really good, thanks. Um, I've had the morning to chill out. I'm looking forward to speaking to yourself, um, talking all, all things music, really. Great stuff. And never and always, never a bad thing as well to have a little bit of time to yourself and chilling out away from the stresses of of work and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So kind of like then let's we're gonna go back to sort of like last year, obviously, with um the release of the album Council Pop, which was obviously was fantastically um, you know, well received, you know, across the board, I think it's fair to say. Um obviously it's been sort of seven years in the making for you guys. Sort of looking back on on like sort of like the recording and obviously getting it released and, and obviously like the reaction to it as well, do you kind of like still pinch yourself that that you've actually managed to get to that point of releasing an album yeah massively i think a lot of bands will tell you the same thing like it's difficult to manage personalities in a band and it's difficult to to all put in the level of commitment that's required so for us it was an achievement in itself just to be able to to do the record produce the record and then obviously afterwards to be able to market it the way that we wanted to with the video releases you know playing shows in and around the release of the album um, yeah, it was a it was a tremendous effort from all involved within the band and um, people outside of the band as well. You know, we've got a great family, um, whether that's people working with us with regards to media, whether that's friends that continue to be at the shows. Um, just a, a real great effort from all involved, really. And, and you're right, I do have to pinch myself on a daily basis. Um, I've actually got the record myself on my mantelpiece at home. So um, it's something that I'm very, very proud of. Yeah, I don't, I can't say I blame you to be honest. And uh, I say it's a, it's a fantastic album. Um, and obviously, it managed to really, uh, reach uh, number nine in the independent uh, charts, and obviously number thirty-five as well in the in the album chart. So, kind of like when you got the news through that that had come through, what was what was the reaction like? I mean, I can imagine maybe it was sort of like a a, a big old party. Yeah, it was incredible. At the time, I wasn't with the band. Um, we're sort of all just liaising with each other, sending each other messages and whatnot. Um, and we actually agreed as a band that we'd get together and just just celebrate, really, because it was a massive achievement for us. You know, n- numbers are nothing really that we ever sort of want to measure our success by. Um, but, you know, we, we was happy with just having produced the album and then anything afterwards really was a bonus. So it was, yeah, it was a, a real sort of pinch yourself moment and it was great to get together and, and just celebrate that yeah definitely and have you kind of like got a personal favorite song from the album one that maybe means like a little bit more to you than than the others I mean it, it is pretty difficult to be fair I can imagine <laughs> but um yeah what what are your thoughts on that um it's a tough one really water means a lot to me um just because of the message that it breaches mm-hmm. um and it's a very sort of in your face um, get up and, and listen to what we have to say. Um, but sentimentally, I'd, I'd probably say Numb is certainly up there. Um, Numb's a, a real favourite of mine. Um, and again, what that means to me, um, just sort of going through grief at certain times in your life. And I, and I hope that really people have their own interpretations of the tracks. Um, yeah. I've had some people 
say to me, does does none mean this or does none mean that? And and for me, I'll never tell tell people what it means because, like I say, I like for people to have their own interpretations mm. of the tracks. Um, but to me, yeah, it's just more so um, just grieving, really, and, and how you deal with that. Yeah, I I, I must admit, I, I I agree with you there about you know I think it's important for people to make up their their own minds about what the song um might be. So yeah, to- totally agree. So. You've obviously just um you've got coming out um Council Pop Unplugged is, is due for release on the seventeenth of February. Um you've got four tracks obviously from the album Council Pop. Um so kind of like a couple of questions here, really. So so first of all, what was kind of like the thinking behind releasing an acoustic EP? Um and why have you only gone for four songs um for for it? Um and was it kind of like a bit of a case of you know, across the band that they were like your favourite songs or was it more because of like a fan favourite type of thing? What was what was the main thinking behind that? Um, so a couple of answers to a couple of those questions. <laughs> um, so in particular, the songs originally were wrote and very stripped back. So I did a lot of writing with my brother, Ryan. Yeah. Um, and it was very much in, in a sort of bedroom environment. It was stripped back. Uh, maybe an acoustic guitar, a couple of chord, chord progressions on the keyboard. Um, and these songs really for us were, were the origin of Council Pop, you know. Um, so, for example, Daydream, it's a chord progression that we've had for over five or six years now. And we revisited it um, and we made it something that little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, My Friend Drug, um, it is a song really that, you know, is, is just as effective stripped back as what it is live. I mean, a lot of these tunes, as I say, they were originally stripped back and then you take them into an environment where, you know, you're in a, a full band setting in a studio and, and the lads all sprinkle their own little bit of magic. So mm-hmm. we, are, we are a guitar band at the end of the day and it's very sort of British rock. Um, but there are lots of other artists of which I take influence from, like composers. Um, I love the arrangements and string sections in in some of the Rifles Unplugged tracks. Mm, um, yeah. I, I really took influence from those. Um, Ludovico Anodi, a composer, an Italian composer, he wrote some fantastic pieces of music. Um, and even some elements of classical music I really do enjoy. So um, I just want to explore all avenues, really. I mean, if you listen to Better Days on the record, it's almost like a Dua Lipa track. It's very electric, it's very dancey. Yeah. Um, whereas you do it on, on the acoustic EP and it's a lot more soft, a lot more subtle. Um, and we just wanted to explore that avenue, really. Um, as for the tracks themselves, um, Better Days means an incredible amount to us. Um, it was sort of just me preaching what I'd learned throughout my time on Earth. And again, I'd, I'd really like to get that message across. Daydream mm-hmm. is probably the most commercially viable track on the album. Um, mm-hmm. I think whether you listen to grunge, grime or classical music, I think you can appreciate Daydream for what it is. Yeah. Um, so we felt the need to, to get that one out there. Um, and then Numb and My Friend Drug, really. Um, again, it's the sentiment, it's, it's the meaning of the tracks. Um, you know, especially in an unplugged setting, um, I think people tend to sort of really focus on, on the vocals and, and you yeah. can perhaps appreciate what's being said a little bit more as opposed to, you know, the flashing of the guitars and whatever else. But that is, you know, it's part and parcel of the game, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And um, and you, you kind of like touched it there on um, on the first part of the answer, um, because obviously with the Unplugged Out uh, EP, um, you've obviously invited um, violinist uh, Julianne Bourne to, to play. Um, so kind of like what was the experience like of, 
of doing that. I mean, and and kind of like, how do you feel that that it's sort of, I wouldn't say enhanced the songs, but kind of like what do you feel that is added to the song? I guess is probably the right way of um, of trying to put it. Yeah, I mean, even enhanced, you know, that that's not a criticism at all because like they are to a degree they're they're a product of their own. These songs are, and Julianne is not only a fantastic musician, but she's a fantastic woman as well. Um, she's an amazing person. Um, she's so so talented and so down to earth too. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like it was you know as much as she may have seen an opportunity to work with us. We saw it as an, a fantastic opportunity to be able to work with her too. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, and any opportunity to play with a musician that is at the level that she's at is, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's such an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And as I say, yeah, such a fantastic woman. She really um, brought her own style. Um, and yeah, as I say, she's took the tunes to a completely new level. Um, it really was some experience working with her. Yeah, sure, and um, and I can just sort of say there, add on to that that obviously I've been contacting your your brother uh, Ryan for for a little while, and um, I've been lucky enough to hear it, um, and it is it's fantastic, um, and I believe that kind of like really what you're saying there, and it's nice actually to sort of have my thoughts sort of confirmed in a way, but you know that you've actually done a fantastic job with you know and showcasing a different side to the band. Um, mm-hmm. but obviously drawing in different influences um, as well, as you say. And I think, personally, I think that people are going to absolutely love it. I think they're going to be surprised, but I think yeah. they're gonna, that they're going to love it um, as well. So, Thanks. oh, no, not a problem at all. So, so obviously, mm-hmm. let, let's talk a little bit about, um, like, live music. Um, you've obviously got a three-day tour uh, coming up um, in March and April where you're playing... Um, obviously Manchester, Glasgow, um, and London, and and I need to pull my finger out and get myself a ticket before they before they go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, kind of like how um, how excited um, are you boys? You know about you know about getting back on the road again. Yeah, we're, we're you know we're mega excited. I feel as though the last few shows that we did all, all over the country, um, the album perhaps hadn't been digested at that point. Yeah. Um, so one was released. April the 1st, no, April the 8th, yeah. maybe. Um, I tend to forget, it's all been a bit of a blur. Um, but literally within two weeks of the album being released, we was out on the road. Um, mm. And I feel, I feel, yeah, exactly that. I feel as though people hadn't necessarily digested the album. It hadn't gone through the marketing campaign to its full extent. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, people have received it incredibly well and, and they're now ready um, to see the live shows. It was just more so for us a tick box exercise to begin with. We just needed to get back out on the road, just dust the cobwebs off um, and just enjoy being a touring band again. Whereas now we feel as though we're coming around with an entirely polished show. Um, and of course, you know, with spending so much time together comes new music as well. So it's nice that we've been able to sort of dip our toe in, in the songwriting element of being in a band again. And hopefully we can drop maybe two or three tracks during our live shows this time around. And, and and on the live show on on, on that tour is is that going to be like stripped back like acoustic or is that going to be you know turn the guitars up to to the max and you know like a proper sort yeah. of like it's like rock and roll sort of show type of thing. Yeah, very very much rock and roll. Um, I mean, I asked far too much of the lads to turn the guitars down for the CP. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I'll manage to get that again for another twelve months, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> Brilliant, love that. Um, and obviously, and just sort of continuing with the with the live music theme. Obviously, um, you've supported indie legends, uh, the Rifles in December, obviously Coco, um, in Camden. Um, and obviously, I've, I've noticed on your social medias over the last sort of three or four days, I think it was roughly, um, that you've put together a couple of um, like a little video of of, of two two of the tracks that you played live. Um, yeah. For someone, I mean, I've never caught you live yet before, but that's kind of like makes me want to go and watch you live because because of the amount of energy that that just seemed to be coming off of the four of you on stage so mm-hmm. kind of like looking back at that gig um there is a question in there eventually i promise um that's kind of like <laughs> kind of like what was what was the night like for you and and sort of like the you know the reaction that you got back from from the rifles audience because you know they i think it's fair to say that their fans certainly know know and and, and love their music yeah, most definitely. I mean, the rifles for us um, are such a massive influence. I can remember as a five, six, seven-year-old um, going to the football with my dad um, and their records were on on a weekly basis, do you know mm. what I mean? So mm. a real full circle moment for us to to now have said that we played them, uh, played with them at their hometown show. And yeah. not only that, like the venue in itself, I think like it's great to play shows. It's great to play with bands, um, but to be able to tick certain venues off, off the bucket list. I mean, Coco, I'm not sure if you've ever been, but what a fantastic venue. Yes. It's it's incredible. Um, So just to have played that venue for me was, was incredibly surreal. Um, But as I say, a very full circle moment. And it was nice for for me and my brother also to sort of look back and say, wow, and we used to listen to these records um, when we was heading to the the football and whatever else. Um, And now we're here on stage playing, 20 minutes before they're, they're due to come on stage. So it was really, really good. And as you say, you know, their fans are are such loyal fans. Mm. Um, they, they really, yeah, appreciate guitar music. So, you know, that was great for us. They really was. I mean, we wanted to go into the crowd and watch the rifles afterwards. Um, but at times we, we couldn't get a word in edgeways because we <laughs> was being being pestered and people saying it was great, which of course we, we loved, you know what I mean? We wanted yeah, that yeah. Um, and it was great to be around them, you know, to have photos and whatever else, and just to just to feel the buzz for for the rifles, and and also feel the buzz that, that new music is generating. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like that's a aim, of course. Um, and it was great to to see that people um, were still open minded in that respect. You know, they're not only going to see the rifles, but they're also interested to see what bands are perhaps playing half hour before, or mm. um, which it, it keeps music alive. Yeah, definitely, and 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 I think you're saying there about the rifles. Well, they are um, a great set of lads, and it's great to see that they are, you know, even after all this time, what the what ten, fifteen years, whatever it's been now, that they are still going. And um, yeah, the band again, I love and need to probably go and see live again. It's been quite some time, <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a bit of a thing occurring here at the moment. <laughs> so you obviously we've mentioned there the rifles that you've shared a stage with them. You've obviously shared a stage well with like the likes of Happy Mondays. The Twang Blossoms, um, and you've obviously also as well completed a six-day tour um, in Russia, which obviously clearly was before, before what's going on there at the moment. Um, yeah. So, kind of like what has been like your favourite gig memory? Um, sort of looking looking back on those sort of pick of pick of the gigs type thing. Um, it's a big question. Um, so I feel like I need to give you a big answer. Um, yeah, I mean. For me, like the, the whole seven or eight years or however long we've been together as a band has, has been fantastic. It's all been a little bit of a blur. Um, but I think to begin with, we all sort of got a little bit carried away with 
you know, we, we was hoping that at every show we played, there was labels and whatever else, and, and you hope to get signed. And, and you get a little bit caught up in the rap race in, in the respect that you don't necessarily get a chance to enjoy um, in the present. So yeah. um, we, we sort of, we enter shows and we enter little, sort of our 12-month plan or whatever with a completely different mindset. It's just about surviving, really, um, especially in this industry. It can be so turbulent. Um, it's very saturated, of course. So um, we just want to offer something different um, and and have some longevity, really. So um, for us, if we can just keep playing shows, that's a highlight in itself. Like, I, I just want to be a musician. So yeah. if I can continue to keep playing music um, and, and people enjoy it, then, then that's amazing. So we sort of, you know, we don't take any show for granted now. Um, but I'm very much of the mindset that I want I want things to be perfect when we play. Um, some of the lads, not so much. They're just there for a good time. Of course, they're, they're, they're invested in their art. Of course they are. And they, they want to be successful. Um, but I think to a degree, I, I may be um, a little bit overcautious, whereby, you know, if things aren't to the T, um, I struggle to enjoy the show. Um, and these past few weeks, I've, I've learned to loosen up a little bit. Um, so for Isle of Wight Festival, for example, um, I just... I just lived it like I absolutely loved it. I thought mm. um, as a show, we, we was fantastic. We, we played very well as musicians um, and we were just really well received. And it's nice, um, especially at festivals, to, to have those crowds of people that come around and, and they are so invested in finding new artists. So um, people really did give us a lot of love. And of course, Coco, what, what, what a show, do you know what I mean? What a venue. Um and yeah, well, it, it's crazy, really. You can sometimes play a show to 25, 30 people and maybe just as good as the shows that you play to 2000 plus. Do you know what I mean? It's just um, just being able to play music, really. But I haven't really answered your question there. So um, <laughs> <laughs> to bring it to some form of conclusion, I'd say my favourite memory, favourite show during our time together as a band would probably be a show we played with an artist called Rap Boy. Um, it was at our local venue. It was at yeah. the main in the O2 Institute. Mm -hmm. um, he, he was he was on fire at the time. He was he was doing incredibly well. He'd just been signed, um, and yeah, that was just just a fantastic night all round, really. Sounds sounds perfect. But you know, I think as you've just said there about the um, you know, like the festival side of thing, I think that's obviously a great way of you know sort of growing growing the fan base. Um, and you know, I think you do get a lot of people that that are genuinely in, are there for the music. You know, not just um, you know, not just there for like the you know like the headline act or whatever they want to see as as much as possible. Exactly. To, to kind of like, as you know, here at this is the music, we like to shine a light on up and coming bands like the Assist. So, kind of like over the past sort of twelve months, what sort of bands have you been like looking at and going? Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying what they're doing. Sort of new emerging artists, yeah. Yeah, new, yeah, new bands on the scene or or solo artists or or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So, most recently, I've really enjoyed listening to a band from Manchester called Concrete Club. Um, yeah, I mean, for with regards to new music, um, I do try my best to sort of listen out as much as possible. But it is difficult sometimes when you sort of you're so invested in in sort of being a new musician yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you yeah. come across, you certainly come across them. Um, I really like Overpass and they're local to us too. They're a yeah. fantastic band. Um, the Claws, of course, are pulling up trees. They're doing really, really yeah. well. And they're great. great lads too. Great lads. 
Um, and obviously a band that are perhaps a little bit more established, a um, little bit more underground, but still very established is, is the Life Rooms, of course. They're, um, I've really enjoyed listening to them of, of recent. And that to me is, is still new, although perhaps people have beat me to the party maybe 12 or 15 months ago, but um, they're a band that I'm really enjoying listening to at the moment. <laughs> yeah, there's some some great um, some great bands that, uh, that you've mentioned there. And I think, um, and I think as you uh, as you say, um, you know, it's great to see that they are flying and, and I think it's great to see as well that people are, are getting out and 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 obviously getting out to their tours and and all of that type of thing. Um so maybe a couple of like sort of quick fire questions for you now. Um yeah. if you had a, a musical time machine, what era of music would you like to be transported back to? Wow. <clears throat> Um, or are you quite happy in the present? I'd probably say the noughties era. So obviously bands like Hard Fi, yeah. um, Blur, Oasis, The Charlatans. Yeah. Um, I'd definitely head towards that era, I think. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we're going to ask you now to put on a, uh, a music festival. Yeah. Um, so what we'd like to know is um, what the dream venue would be. Um, what other bands you'd like to uh, have on the bill with you? Um, and also as well, what's on the rider? Um, we'll we'll pick three bands um, plus the assist. You just need to decide what the three bands obviously are plus the, the venue and all that and obviously where the assist are going to fit um, on this festival. Okay. Um, we'll play Cold Cold in Camden. Oh, yeah. I've still not got over how good of a venue that was. Um, <laughs> we'll We'll go on first. We'll, we'll yeah. go on first. The, okay. The, the band can follow us. Um, <laughs> and is it entirely bands? Is it all artists in general? Yeah, you can go go for both. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm not sure the lads would agree. Um, so, in fact, we, we aren't going to go on first, actually. We're going to open um, with Italian composer Ludovico Anodi. Um, I think he, he wouldn't really follow us well. We're a little bit sort of in your face, whereas he's very good. It's just him, his keyboard, his string section. So uh, <laughs> I hope he's not too offended. The jury won't hear. Um, but I'm going to ask Ludo to go on first, if that's okay. Um, then we'll follow that. We'll go yep. on next. Um, and who are we having afterwards? I'd have the Stone Roses on afterwards. Big. So we've got Ludovico and AD, then we've got the Assist, then the Stone Roses. Then... I would have... Probably the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, nice. I wasn't wasn't expecting them, I must say, but that's a, that sounds like yeah. a, great, um, a great gig to me. A little bit different... Um, as well in yeah. there, which which I which I quite like actually. It's good to to mix it up um, every now and again, um, and sort of continuing with the sort of the quick fire questions. Um, what's your favourite TV show? I don't really get time to watch TV these days. Um, <laughs> something I've been watching of late is The Last of Us, um, like a zombie sort of. Um, end of the world sort of TV series. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying that. I was watching uh, Wednesday Adams on Netflix, which um, was interesting. And of course, Friends is is your classic background. Um, if you 
eating your tea or whatever else. Stick yeah. Pens on in the- yeah, can't go wrong. And um, yeah. what's your what's your favourite sandwich filling? Sandwich filling. Um, I, I love a pork stuffing, bit of crackling, and a bit of apple sauce. That's that's the go-to for me. Nice. Is is that on the menu today? Me? Sorry? Oh, well, at a minute, I'm I'm quite quite partial for a cheese and pickle sandwich. I must say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah love Good it. Job. Love it. Cheese and pickle. The problem is that I eat the cheese before I, I get to actually make the sandwich so yeah it's all about the ratios <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> and and kind of like there as well earlier when you mentioned um about going to football um so, so, so who do you support i'm an aston villa fan aston villa okay so uh obviously, football? yeah i am i'm um i'm well i'm i'm another claret and blue uh supporter i'm i'm, I'm west ham um, okay. Obviously, we're yeah, we're we're struggling uh, at the moment. <laughs> Not having the best yeah, seasons, mean, but it's been a strange one, really. I mean, last season you was on fire, mm-hmm. um, and then this season I'm, I'm not sure what's happened. I don't know whether it's the Moyes effect. Does he tend to have a, a couple of years at the top and then sort yeah, of peter I, out? Yeah, I was trying to sort of look back at um, you know where he finished when he was managing Everton, and I think there was a couple of good seasons, and then there was one that was really bad, mm-hmm. and then he sort of built it back up again. Um, Fingers crossed he can he can keep keep obviously keep us up in the Premier League. That's got to be the main the main aim yeah. now. And if if we could start. do well in the Conference League that we're in still, then that would be that would be pretty good. But obviously, mm-hmm. um, Emery's obviously turned it round for for you guys. What are the what are like the ambitions? Do you think for the rest for the remainder of of this season? Yeah, um, I think he's done fantastically well. He's, he's got everyone on side, um, which is a big part of football for me. No matter how much ability you've got in the team, if they aren't together. Um, it counts for nothing, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's nice to that they are all fighting for each other again. Um, I mean, I'd ha- I'd be happy with top 10 this season. Uh, we invest in the summer and then think about maybe a push for, for top six. But I mean, it's so it's so difficult the, these days with how much money um, and whatever else is in the game. I'm just happy to to just, you know, have the chance to go down and see them every so often um, and just for us to be competing in every game we play, that's... No, that's. I think we take it for granted sometimes. Yeah, definitely uh, agreed there. So, kind of like just going back then to to the music. Um, obviously we've mentioned uh Council Pop EP coming out, Council Pop Unplugged, and obviously the the three day uh UK tour. What kind of like are the other plans for the rest of the year for the band? So for the rest of the year, um, we have a three week slot penciled in the studio. Um, we've got maybe 15 or 20 demos um, sort of tracked. Wow. Um, it's just a matter of, as a band really, just sitting down and whittling down those tracks to see which of the, the 15 or 20 that we feel are are the best, really. Yeah. Um, then we'll get in the studio um, once we've done that and hopefully we'll, we'll start working towards producing a second record. And as for plans over the summer, we've got a couple of festivals lined up. Um, of which I'm sure we'll announce over the next couple of weeks. Um, and that was really why we was a little bit selective um, with the shows that we was playing this sort of springtime, um, because we are going to cover a lot of ground throughout the summer. We're going to be playing mm-hmm. festivals all over the country. Um, and it gives it still gives people an opportunity to see us. And then, of course, with the second record, hopefully, um, we'll release a couple of singles towards the end of the year, which will, will begin that sort of domino effect, that mm-hmm. marketing towards... Hopefully, a second record maybe this this time next year, maybe. 
Wow, great stuff. Well, it, it certainly sounds like um, it's going to be a very, very exciting uh, sort of like, well, 12 months or so for you guys. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people, myself included, that are, that are you know, really delighted to hear, um, you know, the plans, you know, more gigs and obviously uh, album potentially being recorded plus a couple of singles. It sounds like it's going to be a, a, a brilliant a brilliant time as i say um mikey that is the end of the this is the music meets podcast um thanks very much for coming on i've, I've really enjoyed it and, and getting to know you personally and no, obviously I'm... a little bit of the um the workings with within the band as well um but just before you do go um can you just let the listeners know where they can find the assist um on social media yeah of course so on all social media platforms i forget how many there is these days we've got Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Um, it's pretty much facebook.com forward slash the assist band. Um, YouTube's the same. It's pretty much just forward slash the assist band on everything, really. Great stuff. And we'll include those uh, bio uh, episode links even in the uh, episode bio um, so that everyone can, can give you guys a little follow and, and obviously check out uh, Council Pop. That now brings me on just to say that Council Pop Unplugged uh, is due for release on Friday the 17th of February and will be available across all streaming and download platforms. And all that now leaves me to say is thanks to everyone for listening to the This Is The Music Meets podcast. Um, thanks again for everyone to listen in. Thanks to Mikey from The Assist for coming on. Um, and we will hopefully see you at that London date um, in April. Um, and if not, we'll see you somewhere else down the road fantastic mate thanks ever so much thanks for everyone for listening to the this is the music meets the assist podcast please subscribe so you never miss out on any brand new episodes and if you are loving the podcast show us some love by giving us a five-star rating and written review as it really does help the artists that we interview to be discovered thanks again for listening and we will see you again for another This Is The Music Meets podcast very soon.